Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? know, when my brain is on standby, there's a song playing in my head. <laughs> my brain is always on standby just before I start recording, so that's probably why most of the episodes start with me singing some random song. I don't, that's not planned. It's, it just happens. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the gas prices have gone up. <laughs> oh, no. As you know, this topic is something I never really took seriously until I went to the gas station and paid the amount of money I pay all the, all the time for the same amount of gas, and I saw how much it was, and it was less by three liters, and I was like, no. Then it hit me. Like, this is real. This is real. This is sad. This is bad. This is real. How sad. It's real. How sad. <laughs> Now, I've got a question for the people that as soon as you heard this news and, and the, the gas prices never went up, why did you go lining up at the gas stations finishing all the gas? It didn't make sense. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, dude. It's not like the gas prices went, were only going to go up for a week, so you had to buy gas in advance for that week. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, dude. That doesn't make any sense. So you wanted to buy the, 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 the cheaper, which is not really cheap, because even that one was like, you know. <laughs> For the last time. What? Huh? I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, no. And me being somebody that just, I, you know, it's like I'm, I'm on social media, but I'm not like... My social mediaing is very different. I'm not like on social media looking at what everybody is talking about. If there's a, if there's a, I'm, I'm not on social media looking at what's trending. I'm on social media looking at, like, depending on how I feel, I'll be like, okay, today I want to watch cars. So I'll just be on social media, literally just watching cars racing. Or I want to watch cat videos. I'll be on social media watching cats fight. That's how I social media. I don't just go to social media and let social media guide me into what I will consume today. Like I choose what I am going to consume. So that's how come I, uh, but I, I guess it clearly is an, a disadvantage. But anyway, if, if gas prices are changing, it doesn't change anything. If I rush to the gas station and fill my gas tank with the 17 Quacha gas, it doesn't... <laughs> Uh, that doesn't make much sense. Like, it's, it's going up, bro. You're still going to buy the 21 Kwacha one. Whether you like it or not. What's up? What's on? What's good? Um, welcome to the Ntazi Daily Thoughts Podcast. My name is Tazana, aka Ntazi. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a bleeder. <laughs> I'm a bleeder. I bleed. And by bleeding, I mean nose bleeds. I, I, I'm, I'm an expert and professional in, in nose bleeds. I have a PhD. I have a doctorate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one time, I was, um, I was visiting at a relative's place. And uh, I think this visit went so amazingly well that uh, um, it, it, I ended up uh, having to spend the night there. I was very young when this happened, by the way. Um, six. So, um, I started bleeding, you know, in, in a, and at this point I, had, I hadn't yet gotten my doctorate. So when I started bleeding and I wasn't at home and I was like six, five years old, it became a very scary experience for me because the people that know how to handle that situation weren't around. So I started crying. Um, started crying. Uh, the adults in the, in the household of which uh, I was in uh, also did not know what to do because there were no bleeders in that house. So they called uh, my uh, regular everyday guardians and uh, my regular everyday guardians kind of gave some instruction on what needs to be done in this situation. So usually I never cried when this happened, but on that particular day I was crying and I was kind of devastated simply because I, I was like, damn, I'm not at home. I'm not at home. My fear was always, I used to bleed a lot, so my fear was that I would bleed to death. To death. I was, uh, I was still um, in, 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 in a, at a level that, uh, of, of which uh, I was uh, afraid of death. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that uh, today. I would, um, I would say otherwise, and I have a story which I will probably tell sooner or later on this podcast as to why I am not afraid of death or as to um, what makes me think that I am probably <laughs> not afraid of death. <laughs> so so um, I have this um, male guardian that was in that particular house that I was visiting. He is not my permanent male guardian, but he is a male guardian. And... Uh, um, as I was in that state of uh, sorrow, uh, I had actually stopped bleeding, but I was still very sorrowful. So uh, this male guardian uh, decided to uh, show me a good time. Says, yo, let me take you off some Fanta. I, so this was like um, 21. And... Um, this male guardian and I left the house at 21 hours so he can buy me Fanta, as he says, so I can stop crying. And he took me to a... <laughs> he took me to a place that six-year-olds should not be. At a time that six-year-olds should not be. Somehow, I got into that place. Uh, you call this a party? Eventually, even at my six-year-old age, I realized that I was simply being used as an excuse to uh, leave the house and go have a drink. 
So I was promised Fantas. Uh, the Fantas did uh, show themselves that, that night. But uh, yeah, I was in uh, uh, <laughs> a very ratchet place. And uh, if you live in Lusaka, Zambia, and, and, and uh, you probably know what happens in places like that. Like I was in a very ratchet place. If, if I just mentioned the area I was in. <laughs> you... So anyway, I had to answer my phone. But any, as I was saying, um, we... I saw a lot of things I shouldn't have seen that night in that place I was. I saw... <laughs> I saw live... R18 rated movies. This really happened. This is a true story. Um, and amazingly, I was old enough to... Mentally, I was mature enough to know that I'm not supposed to be here. This is not supposed to be happening. I'm not supposed to be seeing what I'm seeing in this place. I'm not even supposed to be in this place. So how is it that the bartenders and the, everybody in this place, not just the person that brought me here, but everybody else in this place seems to be cool with me being here? Probably because they know the person I'm with and they know that he used this little boy to get out of the house as an excuse and get there, which his wife knew as well. And uh, to add on to all that, we only got back home at like zero one zero two, and even that drive back home was dangerous. I was thinking to myself as a six year old, this person shouldn't be driving in this state. This car is very close to killing us sooner or later as we are heading home. But surprisingly, surprisingly is the word. Surprisingly, we got home. And thereafter, I saw, I witnessed a fight, obviously. The gentleman that uh, took me on this trip and the person he decided to marry, of course, had a very big fight as soon as we got home. And that is also something I did not want to see and should not ever have seen. But I did see it. And I think it's because I saw it at a very young age and being somebody who was observant enough at that age, I, these, are, these are the things that posed questions in my head, like all that, just so somebody would take a drink. Taking a drink, started putting um, so many questions in my head. Fear, let me not even lie. It put fear inside my, um, my head to think that people, to think the things that people do for and because of taking a drink. And this is one of the reasons why I have never drunk alcohol in my entire life. I do not know what it's like. 
I have tasted it because people spiked one or two of my drinks. But I have never actually drunk alcohol in my entire life, never have been drunk. And never really built an interest for it because of moments like that, which were countless in my life. Coincidentally, uh, if we come to um, uh, considering the fact that I was a very observant child, very, very, very observant, thought very deeply at a very young age. I've told the story in the documentary, in the Daily Thoughts documentary. So, yeah. Um, I don't drink alcohol, but I have no problem with being around people that do. Even though with the given situation, um, there's bound to be some certain um, clashes. And I think we as human beings should work towards making sure those clashes don't happen. I mean, alcohol is not something that should separate us. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, the story of whether we should drink or not is a story for another day. Today I'm just speaking on should people who drink and people who don't drink hang out together. Right? Now, um, I think people that do not take the time to make sure these clashes don't happen between people who don't drink and people who drink when they are hanging out in one place are immature. I think it's immature. And that's why I refrain from hanging out with certain people. It's not because of the fact that they drink. It's because aside next to their drinking is immaturity. But then it might not be immaturity. If we dig a little bit deeper, it might be something a little bit more... Serious, complicated, and delicate. Um, okay, like this, for example, one thing I've always wondered is, why do people who drink get offended or feel uncomfortable when somebody around them is not drinking? Like, it's, it's never something that's said out loud, but if you're observant enough, you see it. People who don't, who drink when are around somebody who doesn't drink, they always push that person to stop. Why don't you drink? Or, you know, why is that always like, why does it always become like the, the main topic on the table? Like, why don't you drink? You know? And it's always like pushing, like, you're always pushing. Why don't you drink? Oh, you should drink. Oh, you should start drinking. You should drink one day. Oh, you're missing out and this and that. Like, what what does it concern you whether I drink or not? And sometimes, even let's not even say even 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 on days when you find that um, somebody does drink, but on that particular day they just don't feel like drinking, and you'd find that the people that are drinking feel very uncomfortable that they're 
their peers not drinking with them, so they push that person to drink. And not just to drink, but to drink as much as they are drinking, to drink more, to drink until we can't drink anymore. Why is that? Why does it concern you whether I consume or not? Why can't you just enjoy what you're doing by yourself? I ask my question, I ask myself that question a lot because I've been in many situations where I have to ask myself that question in my head. Obviously because I don't drink. You know? So, um, um, in fact, let me even say, it, it is actually that very behavior that makes me suspicious about drinking. And it's that very behavior that never attracts me to start drinking in the first place. The very fact that everybody, that most of the people that, or a lot of people that drink, need to um, don't want to be reminded that. Okay, no, let me let me say it. It's like people who drink feel. a certain negative um, feeling when somebody around them is not drinking as much as they are. But why would you feel that? So here's my assumption. Deep down inside, everybody that drinks, or majority of people that drink are f afraid. They have a lot of negative feelings as a result of their drinking because they um, subconsciously see the results of it, the bad negative results of it, or they they subconsciously see that um, it's got more disadvantages than advantages, but they're kind of addicted to it, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. I feel like it's only addiction that will put you to do something that you know is not good for you. It's only addiction. Now, addiction comes from, when it comes to drinking, addiction can come from different directions. It can come from you being depressed, you being emotionally unfulfilled, or you being, you having a certain void at, at a certain point in your life and you taking alcohol makes you uh, temporarily feel a sense of joy, peace, because you're incapable of achieving those things by yourself without any help. So... I think people who, who do that are kind of like they don't want to be around people that don't feel like that on the inside. I don't, being around those people makes them feel less of themselves or makes them feel bad rather than motivates them to or inspires them to be a person that can achieve the things that alcohol gives you by yourself without taking something that in the long run is killing you. You know? Because it's like you're struggling with something, but you're pushing away everybody around you that's not struggling with what you're struggling with. So you're pushing away everybody around you that can help you with what makes you cry at night, with the reason why you can't sleep at night. I think it would be smarter for you to be friendly with the people that seem to be not dealing with what you're dealing with. 
right? I think we also so it's it's kind of like it's like a, we are in this ditch together. If you aren't in this ditch with me, don't be around me. I'm afraid and I'm taking this risk, I'm jumping off this cliff. And if you don't jump with me, you don't love me. Deep down inside, I think that's what's going on in the minds of people who drink. And people who don't drink are just like, look, I'm sorry that I don't see or feel the need to do this. And I'm going this other direction that also is not easy and requires a lot of effort, but at the end of the day has peaceful, healthy benefits. So it's that what's going on inside of us that makes um, us being in the same place at the same time uncomfortable. I always ask myself, like, what's, what's the point? Like, why can't we all just have fun? You do you, I do me. We have fun. We find common ground and have fun. Why do you always have to disturb the day? Because, I mean, sometimes it's people that know you don't drink. They've known you for years, but they keep bringing up the topic every single time, and it gets irritating. And then you sit down and you start asking yourself, why is it like this? Why can't we just link up and... As you're taking your drink, and as I am not, we talk about, I don't know, cars, we talk about soccer, we talk about business, we talk about, why does the topic always have to be for the first one hour of the meeting, drinking? Why? Why is that necessary? What is it that's inside you that makes you feel that you should always do that? I think it should be a very small thing. That's why I said drinking shouldn't separate us. In my head, it's a very small thing. <laughs> you know? And that's why... And then if I don't hang out with you, you feel like I feel like I'm better than you. And yet the reason really is because you just don't make me feel comfortable hanging out with you because we don't drink the same we don't drink from the same bottle which I think is a small thing so you think the reason I don't hang out with you is because you drink when in actual fact the reason I don't hang out with you is because you're not mature to handle you're not mature enough to handle the fact that we're different in one particular area which is small to me but obviously big to you right So I would like to say and ask for everybody to kind of, everybody that drinks and everybody that doesn't drink, let's, let's prevent the clashes. And even us who don't drink, we, I mean, we, the reason we don't drink is because, you know, in, deep down inside, we, we, we don't feel like, oh, we are better than you, you know? And we are coming around you to show off. No, we're, we're coming around you to, to hang out, to talk about cars, to play game, you know? To, nobody cares about 
We don't care about who's drinking and who's not. It's not that deep. You know? And the fact that you feel the way you feel and act the way you act being making drinking the topic of the conversation, you may not even know this, but to us, you're just showing us that it's not really all that fun. It's not as fun as you say it is if you need to do it with other people. If you need everybody around you to do it, then you're not enjoying it. It's not, it's not a fun activity. Truly fun activities... It's like it's like it's like you're saying this food is only going to taste good if everybody eats it with me. So by behaving like that, you're really manifesting very serious concerns in our heads, those of us that don't drink. And you're magnifying something in yourself by trying to magnify the little thing in us that we don't drink. Shout out to DXE. DX elements. Peace out. Peace, love, and joy.